I want us even as we enter into the next part of prayer. Speak on anything. Verse 13 says this, if I remember. He will love you. Are you seeking out for love? He's saying he will love you. It says he will bless you. For those who are looking for multiplication, he will multiply you. For those who are looking for the fruit of the womb, he says he will bless the fruit of your womb. And others who are looking for farming, business, what? Fruit of the ground is also guaranteed. Are you looking for an opportunity? That you want to pray and say, Lord God, this is the desire of my heart, even in these 21 days of power. Let's go before him. We don't need a song. Just say, Lord God, I thank you. Because, Lord, your word is assured in my life, O oh God. I thank you because, Lord, in this 2019, you've reassured us, O oh God. That for sure, all sickness is cast out, O oh God. None of the diseases, O oh God, that came, O oh Lord. O oh God, that shall follow us, O oh Lord. I thank you because, Lord, I am after your love this evening. I'm after, O oh God, just your confirmation that you love me. That's your confirmation that precious are your thoughts around me, O oh God. That, Lord, I thank you because, because of the blood of Jesus Christ. We gives me, O oh God, the righteousness of God. Then I can cry out and say, Abba, Father, show me your love. Surround me with your love, O oh God. Surround me with your goodness, Lord God. I need your love, O oh God. I need your love, O oh God. Lord, I thank you for your correction. But I also need your love, O oh God. Reach out, O oh God, and show me your goodness, O oh Lord. I thank you, and I bless your name. For those who are looking for blessing and say, Lord God, I thank you. For your multiplication is assured in our lives. We bless and magnify your holy name, O oh God. Come and show yourself true. Come and show yourself free, O oh God. We bless and magnify your holy name. Ezekiel chapter 36. Ezekiel chapter 36. Ezekiel chapter 36. Verse, 20, verse 21. Ezekiel 36 verse 21. But I have heard city for my holy name which the house of Israel had profaned among the nations where they went. Therefore says to the house of Israel say to the house of Israel that says the Lord I do not do this for your sake O house of Israel but for my holy name's sake which you have profaned among the nations where you went. I will vindicate I will vindicate the sanctity of my great name which was profaned among the nations, which you have profaned in their midst. The nations shall know that I am the Lord, says the Lord God, and I shall be sanctified among you before their eyes. For I will take you from among the nations and gather you out of all the countries and bring you into your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water upon you you shall be clean. From all your filthiness and from all your idols, I will cleanse you. Also you a new heart. Somebody say a new heart. A new spirit into you. A new spirit I will pour within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And I will keep my judgments and do them. You will dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers, and you will be my people, and I will be your God. I will also save you from all your uncleanness, and I will call you from the grain for the grain, and increase it, and lay no fence. I will multiply the fruit of the tree, 
and increase the field so that you shall receive no more reproach of among the nations. Then you shall remember. Let's stop at verse 13. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Tell your neighbor you have more strength. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. It is a beautiful thing when God begins to do things for his name's sake, not your sake. It sounds offensive, but it's a privilege. When he begins to sanctify you for his name's sake, when he begins to lift you up for his name's sake, how many people call themselves the people of the Lord in this house? If you call yourself, I'm, I'm a Christian, let's begin with that. Then we can go to, I'm a man of God. And we can go to, I'm a child of God. If you carry the name of the Lord to whatever extent, lift up your hands. I read this scripture not to focus on the fact that they had profaned the name of the Lord, but to focus on the fact that the Lord decides to redeem his holy name. He decides to redeem his holy name. My prayer tonight is that the Lord will redeem his name in my life and go beyond the, the work of my righteousness, for it's like filthy rags. And go beyond the work of my how much prayer I do. He might step in and vindicate the sanctity of his great name, my Bible says. For too long I had the name of the Lord in the mud. But tonight I want to call us to a place where we ask, Father, vindicate your name in my life. If I can't justify you making a promotion, if I can't justify you bringing healing in my family, vindicate your name, for I call myself your son. If I can't justify you redeeming all the dates in my life, vindicate your name for they call me a Christian. They look at me and they say, there goes. Isn't that woman a Christian? You sound like a Christian. The name of the Lord will never fall to the ground. The name of the Lord will not be dragged in the mud. Not in your life, not in my life, not in this congregation, not in this church. Father, we lift up your name. Come on, stand up to your feet. We lift up your name. We lift up your name today. We lift up your name, Lord. We lift up your name, O oh God. We ask that you sanctify your name, O oh Father. Sanctify your name in our midst, my God. For we have known you as a glorious God. We want to see that glorious God in our midst, my Father. We have known you as a healer, Jesus. We want to see that healing in our midst, my God. We have known you as a holy God. Oh, we lift our hands up to a mighty God. Sanctify your name, Lord Jesus. Sanctify your name, Lord Jesus. And as you do so, my God, remember my heart of stone, oh Father. And as you do so, my God, remember my heart of stone, my Father. Pour out a new spirit, oh God, that along with your name, my Father, there will be people that lift up your name with a new worship. Sanctify your name one more time, Jesus. Take us from among the nations, oh God. Sanctify, sanctify your name in Jesus' name. Come on, lift his name up in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Give him a shout of hallelujah. Give him a shout of hallelujah. Yes. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. 
I'd like to invite pastor to come and say hello, to come and say something. You know when the father is in the house, we check what he has carried. Do you have a lollipop or a sweet? We want to hear it tonight. Karibu pastor. Come on, clap for him. I appreciate uh, the woman of God. Jesus led us very well. Amen, amen. Bwana Yesu asifiwe. Mko salama. Unampenda Yesu. Amen. A little bit. Someone should see an opportunity. Be blessed. I'm saying I'm grateful to the Lord this evening. Because to be born again, the privilege today. I don't understand why some people that I have known for years, very brilliant, very good guys, today have never given their life to Jesus. And they live among us. Some of their relatives are even pastors. And they are generally good people. But can't understand why they have not given their life to Jesus. That makes me realize it is not that I am special. It is not that I sought him and I need him more than them. But why he chose me, I may not know. He knows. That gives me joy. Make me realize that the gift that I have been given, that salvation is a gift and it is so precious that I need to take care of it. It's very possible for us to assume since we've been saved and some of us got saved when we were children. We were in high school or in primary or whatever. It's very easy to assume, to make an assumption that, oh, it's okay, it's normal for people today because you've been there for all those years. It's not. God chose you, chose you for a purpose. The most difficult thing is to find out what is your purpose. Why are you still alive today? Because there must be a reason. Because we were not saved to go to heaven, although we shall go to heaven. Like say, if you are saved to go to heaven, if the purpose was to go to heaven, then you should have gone the very day you gave your life to Jesus, isn't it? But the fact that you are still alive, what is your purpose? Do you know what your purpose is? If you know, are you fulfilling that purpose? I think that's a challenge. That's a challenge I want to throw to us. Because it is possible for us to sit here or to keep coming Sunday after Sunday, meeting after meeting, read the word, sing the songs, not fulfill the purpose for which we are. My prayer that we shall not be like the, the, the elders and the leaders of the Jews who Sabbath after Sabbath, the Bible says, they led the law, prophets. They only fulfilled it by crucifying the same prophets who prophesied about the coming of the Lord. And what you will do, you can imagine, the whole of the Old Testament focuses on Jesus. Even where he is not mentioned, if you read it and read it again, he is hidden in there. So the New Testament was the fulfillment of the prophet. So Jesus came to fulfill the Old Testament. The portion of his crucifixion is very small because they were to crucify him. He was led like a lamb to what? Into a slaughter. That's exactly what they did. That, that's the only portion of the scriptures that they fulfilled. It's a sad story, isn't it? Hmm? Acts chapter 13, verse 23. From this man's descendants, that's God has raised a savior for Israel. Talk about the man's descendants, talk about Abraham, talk about David. God has raised a savior for Israel, Jesus, according to his promise. Before his coming, John had preached a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. As John was fulfilling his course, he said, Who do you think I am? I am not he, but look, he is coming after me. The saddles of whose feet I am not worthy to untie. That was John the Baptist talking about Jesus. Brothers, sons of the family of Abraham, those of you who fear God. The word of this salvation has been sent to us. Because those who live in Jerusalem and their rulers did not know him, in condemning him, he fulfilled the voices of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath. The people of Jerusalem, 
and their rulers did not recognize Jesus, yet in, the, in condemning him fulfilled the words of the prophets that are read every Sabbath. At every Sabbath there was, they read the words of the prophets. So they knew the words of the prophets. But the scripture says they only fulfilled one part in condemning him. They fulfilled the words of the prophets. Everything else, blessings, the wisdom that he called salvation that he has brought to them, they missed it. But he fulfilled the same scripture that says they shall condemn him. The same people, he will come to them to his own. They will reject him and they will crucify him. And that's a sad thing, isn't it? You know, it is possible for us to set 21 days of prayer and fasting. And we pray every day. But if we do not have the revelation of who he is, we shall pray like these people. Because they prayed. Whenever they gathered Sabbath after Sabbath, they prayed. They removed the scroll. They read the scriptures. And they felt they have fulfilled their obligation that day. Because they went to the Sabbath. And they went home. But they would only go home. And they went home with nothing. I prayer for us as we pray. May we have the revelation of who he is in our lives. Not in other people's lives. This time, don't focus on me. Focus on you. Don't focus on your neighbor. Don't focus on that backslider. Because sometimes we focus on others and in the process, we don't focus on ourselves. So we miss out. And yet, God has come for us. He has not come for your neighbor. He will take care of your neighbor. I'm not telling you not to pray for your neighbor. Because the Lord will lead you to pray for. But even as you pray, you focus on yourself. So that by the time we are done with this period of prayers, you will have known him. There's a gentleman called Nathaniel in the scriptures. John chapter 2. John chapter 2? No, not chapter 2. Chapter 1. Chapter 1. It was the following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee and he found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethesda, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathaniel and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law, and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And, the, and Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him, and said to him, Behold an Israelite, indeed, in whom no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, For Philip, Called you when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathaniel answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the son of God, you are the king of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe you will see greater things than this? And he said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, hereafter you shall see heaven open. And the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Praise the Lord. Nathaniel is introduced to Jesus by Philip. Philip, who had met Jesus earlier. But Nathaniel is a typical Israelite, is a Jew. And Nazareth was one of those poorest towns that nobody wanted to be associated. No serious Jew would want to be associated with Nazareth. So he has told Jesus of Nazareth. He wonders. Can anything good really come out of Nazareth? But Philip tells him, come and see. And I like Nathaniel because he followed Philip to go and see. And when he went, the one he saw did not need Philip to introduce Nathaniel to him. He already knew who Nathaniel was. Nathaniel is wondering, how did you know my name? Who told you what my, whom, whom I am? I have not met you before. You've just seen me. I said before, even Philip 
called you. I saw you when you were under the tree. And he realized, oh, oh I'm not dealing with a normal human being here. I am dealing with a God. And he realized, all of a sudden he got a revelation. This one, because I wonder who had told him to call him Rabbi. Rabbi. Calls him Rabbi. He got a revelation. Praise God. You cannot encounter Christ and not have a revelation of who he is. And I want to challenge us. Can we get a revelation of who Christ is? Yes, we know he is our Lord and Savior. Maybe because that's what we had when we were told. But do you really know him? Do you have a conversation with him? I want to challenge you. So I challenge myself. Can we make this season? Even as we pray for our families, as we pray for the nation, as we pray for the church, let us have this one desire that before I come out of these 21 days, I'll be able to, to call him Rabbi, Rabbi. I'll be able to have a conversation with him, man. And it is possible. All that it takes is you to desire and to have faith. And I say it is possible for us to be satisfied with the status quo, with the way we are, the way we have lived. And we are happy we are going to heaven. And I can assure you, you will make it to heaven because of Jesus. Because you have known him, you have given your life to him. You will have missed a lot of benefits that were meant for you here on earth, which you not need in heaven. They were meant, they were meant to have, for you to have them here. This is the, the time, this is on earth is where the excitement comes. When you have an encounter, when you have met him, when you know for sure that even if all of us now come one day and say, we no longer believe that Jesus Christ exists, you look at us and say, fools, I am not going your way. You can all deny him, but I will not because I haven't. It was impossible for somebody to tell Nathaniel that Jesus is not the Messiah. So he got a revelation that he is the Messiah, and he called him so. Hallelujah. Come on, clap for pastor. Do you receive that word? Do you receive that word? Yes, you do. Interestingly, from the same text, Nathaniel asks a question, can anything good come out of Nazareth? But when the Lord looks at you, he believes that something good can come out of Eclipse. Some people look at you and wonder if anything good can come out of you, politely put. But when the Lord looks at you, he knows there's something good that can come out of you. And because the stakes are high, he has put his bet, so to speak, on you. He must show results. It is such a privilege, like Pastor said, carry the name of the Lord. Such a privilege to have even a glimpse of who he is for a moment. For a second, sometimes it, it comes alive. You're like, I've never seen the Lord like this. But in all that up and down in our walk with him, this evening I'd like to encourage us. I'd like to remind us that something good is about to happen. We often sing, we are together again. You know that song? Just praising the Lord, minding our own business. We are together again, not wondering what's going to happen in one accord. I'm rewriting the song. But we know that something good is going to happen. Something good is in the store. You don't know what's coming out of this season of fasting and prayer. But the only thing you know is something good is going to happen. So to answer the Nathaniels in your life, yes, something good can come out of this season. Something good can come out of your life. Something good can come out of this church. Something good can come out of your village. Something good can come out of your life. With the hand of the Lord on you, he said you will do much greater. It is his presence in our lives. It is his 
touch on us that makes a whole difference. And that's why musicians like Travis Green are singing, Where would I be if you left me like this? We don't want to try that. The Lord is determined to bring something good out of you. And this evening we want to surrender so that that something good happens quickly. How many are with me? Some of us like to take the long route. The long route out of the forest. And it is just here. You know we might see more trees on this side. Just here. But you know we might experience something better. Just here. It's too easy to believe. And yet it's very difficult. To believe that when the Lord says in blessing I will bless you. In lifting I will lift you. In increasing you I will. It's very easy to hear it. But believing it, I always wonder why the Lord chose us belief to as many as received him, to as many as believed. He gave the right to just believing. The wisdom of God is foolishness to the earth, isn't it? How many play chess? An old game. Have ever played chess? Chess. C-H-E-S. Another S after that. One of the amazing things, if you haven't played it, don't worry. It's kind of like solitaire far from solitaire or candy crush. But one of the key things about chess is that in one move, the game can be over. In one, just one move. By his very birth on earth, the victory was already in the bag. By his crucifixion, like Pastor has read for us, they fulfilled the prophecy. By the persecution of the, of the, of the, the apostles, the gospel spread. He was counting on that persecution to strengthen their resolve. He was counting on Paul's being in prison for him to see visions that he's described and we still can't crack in the Bible. A lot of the things that are in the Bible are beyond what we know. Like, they don't make sense on the face of it. But they continue to emphasize that the wisdom of God is beyond us, that it looks so foolish. Yani is so wise that because our brain can't translate that wisdom, we just say this is foolishness. Are you hearing me? When God says that lay down this and I'll give you this, you're like, how? There are scriptures that baffle you in the Bible. Like whoever loses his life shall gain it. Whoever loses his life for my sake, how do you gain it if you've already lost it? He asks Nathaniel, how is it that just by telling you that I saw you under the tree, you believe that I am the Savior or you call me Rabbi? But the Lord, the Lord in his mercy will carefully and slowly walk through with you until you rise up to his wisdom. Until you see the sense in forgiving. Until you see the sense in tarrying in his presence. Until you see the sense in walking with him. That's the privilege. Tonight, she's our first Kesha this year, isn't it? Baby doesn't believe. You've had many other Keshas somewhere else. It's the first Kesha in this church, 2019. It's frowning like, no, there's been another one. Remember, you've been having your private ones here. That's why the altar is so hot. Eh? The Lord himself will vindicate his name in your life. That is our message today. That the Lord himself will show himself strong, that I have chosen you, that it's a privilege for you to carry my name, that he has chosen you like Nazareth, the least of them all, 
to make himself known. Not just to the nations, but to you and to I. The scripture I read earlier, he said, And you shall call me your God, and you will be my people, and I am God. That is the privilege we are accessing tonight. Amen. Amen. Isn't it a beautiful thing to have the Lord in our midst? Isn't it a beautiful thing to be called by the name of the Lord? Isn't it a beautiful thing to spend time in his presence? So be encouraged. Tell your neighbor, be encouraged. Eventually the fast will end. Finish it. Eventually the fast will end. <laughs> you know, usually when you tell people, tell this, they say only the first one. The second one, they forget. Tell your neighbor that eventually the fast will end. Eventually the fast will end. It will not stretch you too long tonight. You fail to do your 24 hours tomorrow. Amen. Why don't we just rise to our feet in a moment? Rise to our feet and just appreciate God for the privilege of being born again. We rise to our feet and we lift our hands up and thank you, Lord, for the privilege of receiving your Holy Spirit, for the privilege of knowing your name, for the privilege of walking with you. For the privilege of being chosen by you, O God. We are grateful, Lord Jesus, that you would pour out your Spirit. That you would pour out your Spirit on us, my God. That you would pour in us an oil that's new. We want to say thank you, Lord Jesus, that out of these jars of clay you have chosen to draw a water that will bring life that will bring life in our lives and to the ones around us. Out of us shall flow rivers of living water, fountains of life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for every Nazareth in this room. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. And now we speak strength to you. In the name of Jesus, may the glory of God cover and uplift and strengthen you. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory. Give you honor. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. And in the end, only your name will be lifted. In Jesus' name we pray. And now may the grace be with us now and forever. Amen. God bless you.